This episode contains adult language and topics that may be disturbing for some listeners. Such topics include suicide, drug use, physical or sexual abuse of a child. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Grant. And I'm Erica. And this is From From Crime Crime to to Crime. Crime. Welcome back to From Crime to Crime. Hey, dude. How's it going? Y'all rested up from CrimeCon? Oh, it took a few days, but yeah, I am all <laughs> rested up and ready to go. Well, good. Today's episode, we're going to be doing a John Doe case because, as you all know, I'm pretty obsessed with DNA Doe Project and trying to get you all to change your Amazon smiles to DNA Doe Project. But now, after going to CrimeCon and meeting all these amazing people that work for DNA Doe Project... I have a new goal. What's your new goal? I'm going to try to get five people a week to upload their DNA to GEDmatch. Wow. Five people a week. That's a lot. I got five people last week. So So each week you're going to try to get five new people. That's a lofty goal. But if anybody can do it, it's you. Well, and I'm not above bribing you guys to do it. So the first five listeners that upload their DNA to GEDmatch and send us like a screenshot of your confirmation page with your kit number, we will send you a From Crime to Crime coffee mug. Oh, we are. Well, yeah, that's news to me, but hey, I can't think of anything better. Hey, every single person in the database helps. No, I think this is a great idea. You just didn't tell me before we started, so I'm a little (laughs) thrown back, but I think this is a great idea. Probably one of the best ideas you've had. Yeah. So I'm still going to bug you all to change your Amazon smile, but I'm also going to bug you to <laughs> upload your DNA to GEDmatch. By the way, we did tell the DNA Doe Project that that's what Erica says, and they were pumped. So if you haven't yet, please change your Amazon smile to DNA Doe Project because they really are awesome people. We met a ton of people over there and just super impressive group, honestly. Yep. Everything they do, by the way, so everybody knows, is for free. None of them get paid. So that's incredible. Yeah, it's a volunteer organization. You didn't know that? I had no idea that like people as high up as some of the people that we met were, but every single person is just a passion project for them. They don't make any yeah. money doing it. You know, that's crazy. Most of them have regular jobs and then on top of it, go and try to yeah. solve mysteries. Which is why the more people in GEDmatch, the quicker they can do each genealogical profile and then the more doe cases they can solve. Before long, there's not going to be any dough cases left because we're going to find out who everybody is eventually. Yeah, that's the goal. That's why we're jumping into this week's episode of a John Doe. Yeah, and this case particularly shouldn't be unsolved. <laughs> like, yeah, there is way too much stuff that was found with this John Doe on this John Doe. I mean, they have his bones like there. Sh- this shouldn't be unsolved. So. This is not going to be a super long episode because, like most John and Jane does, we don't know enough. That's why we don't know who they are. (laughs) This case starts in the mountains above Glenwood Springs, Colorado. And Glenwood is a... Don't you have family in Glenwood Springs? Yes. My sisters and brother are from there. And my stepmom. Hi, Sherry. (laughs) Hi, Sherry. Hi, Nicole, Lindsay, Alex. Hey, everybody. Okay. Glenwood is a really beautiful town. 
It's a super small town at the confluence of the Roaring Fork River and the Colorado River. And they're known for their natural hot springs and being the place that Doc Holliday died and is buried. Isn't Doc Holliday from a movie? Well, he's from America. <laughs> oh, he's a real he's, guy? I mean, yeah. Yeah, oh. there's been movies that have been made that have him in it, yes. But yeah, he was a real guy. Oh, I know I've heard of him, but I thought he was from a movie. Isn't he from like Tombstone or something? Yeah. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Chris. Look at that. I know who Doc Holliday is. <laughs> and I've never watched Tombstone. Oh, my God. Okay. You've never watched The Simpsons. You can't say anything. Well, but I've watched Tombstones, one of the best movies ever made. I wouldn't know. Okay. Also, a little true crime history about Glenwood. This happens to be where Ted Bundy escaped in December of 1977. And then he went on to commit a bunch of more murders before he was finally caught in Florida in 78. So was this the first time or the second time that he escaped prison? The second time. The first time was in Aspen, which is like right up the road from Glenwood. Oh, good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Aspen caught him right away. Like, I mean, right away, like a week. But but Glenwood didn't? No, because he escaped like on New Year's Eve or the night before New Year's Eve. And they didn't really realize it until like 13 or 15 hours later or something. So he had quite a bit of head start. Oh, so this is when he went through the jail roof not when he jumped out of the library or the jail courthouse okay i get it yep so but besides that whole like ted bundy thing this is a super beautiful place to live and so now you know a little bit about the area we're going to talk about a john doe that was found it takes place in september of 2004 in the flat tops up above glenwood in the white river national forest near no name creek Two bow hunters came across an abandoned campsite in a pretty remote area, and it looked like it had been there for quite a while. The tent was collapsed, but other than that, it just looked like somebody walked away and forgot all their stuff. When the hunters walked up on the tent, they took a look inside, and they saw what they weren't expecting, which was skeletal remains inside of a sleeping bag. Yeah, which I'm sure was pretty shocking. Yeah, I would only imagine so, but they called authorities right away and they came right out and authorities were able to determine that this was a white guy. Yeah, he was between 27 and 65 and he was about 5 foot 10 and his dental records show that he had extensive and expensive dental work done. Like all throughout his mouth, he had gold fillings, bridges, crowns, like in almost uh -huh. every tooth he had some kind of work done. So... I'm, I mean, automatically that makes you think it's probably an older person, you know, probably not 27 and probably 40, probably older than that. Yeah, I would think. It leans more towards the higher end. Yeah, sure, for sure. And his fingerprints are obviously a no-go because his remains were skeletonized, but NamUs also says that his DNA is not available, which doesn't make a ton of sense considering what they found and considering that... I've seen stuff that says they're comparing his DNA to certain people, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure his well, DNA is available. It's well, just Amos has a government website, so what do they know? Yeah, well, they only know what people tell them, and a lot of times law enforcement doesn't update it. Like, not even every John and Jane Doe is in NamUs, and not even every missing person is in NamUs, which is crazy. That is crazy, and they found bones. Like, you would think from that alone they'd be able to get some pretty solid DNA. Right? But... I don't know. And teeth and all. We'll talk about how much they found at this campsite. But that's 
I'm sure they have DNA. They just, for some reason, it's not available in NamUs. But sure. they also determined that he had a degenerative condition and arthritis in his neck and back, which could have caused him pretty severe pain. So again, kind of pointing to the older side of the mm-hmm. scale. His time of death could be as long as five years before. Authorities have said that the tent had to have been through at least one Colorado winter. So one to five years PMI. Mm. That's kind of a long range, but makes sense. Yeah. You would think by the stuff that was found with him, they could narrow it down a little bit, but we'll get into that. (laughs) Yeah. And his cause of death is undetermined, but... From what they found, like, there's no signs of foul play or anything like that. Like, it looks like it was probably pretty natural. So the clothing that they found on or near him was a yellow and green plastic poncho, a black belt, blue wool socks with duct tape on the toes, black and brown Timberland boots size 9M, two pairs of thin frame glasses, one for reading and the other were sunglasses. Both pairs of glasses, the lenses were completely intact. And a black wristwatch with a yellow rim and Roman numerals for the numbers. I mean, it definitely sounds like this guy knew what he was doing and had planned ahead. And we'll definitely put some of these pictures up on our Instagram for you guys to take a look and see. But it sounds like he's wearing the right things you right. Know, to go out camping or to go out hiking in Colorado, I guess, camping with the yeah. tent and all the stuff. Yeah. So his clothing was certainly not the only thing they found, though. I'm going to list all the items that they found at the campsite, and then we'll break down some of them into more detail. So they found fragments of a sleeping cushion, a brown sleeping bag, a green pillow, a black Jansport backpack, blue hairbrush, fingernail clippers, wow, tweezers, a package of razor blades, cash, a butane stove with two cans of fuel, sweet water water filtration kit, a tent repair kit, magnifying glass, an empty bottle of Tylenol, two green military-style canteens, a blue and red canteen, two drinking cups, foam earplugs, a compass, aluminum cooking pot, spoon, two National Geographic maps that were waterproof and of the area that he was found in, a four-in-one Radio Shack electronic chess and checkers game. Mm, that's kind of cool. <laughs> a pocket-sized battleship game. Binoculars. 20 packs of Camel unfiltered cigarettes. Eight multicolored... 20 butane. packs? Wait, 20 packs of cigarettes or 20 cigarettes in a pack? No, 20 packs of Camel c- cigarettes. Wow. Eight multicolored butane lighters. A bell. Pepper spray duct tape, and lastly, a green spiral notebook with drawings on the front and a note inside. Wow. I mean, I know this case, and I didn't even realize how much this guy brought. He really did bring any everything except no wallet or no ID. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I know. It's like, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's break some of this stuff down. And see if it helps figure out when he went up there or for what reason, what happened, you know, how long he's been up there. Because one to five years is a long span when you're trying to figure out who he might be. Yeah. No, that's that is a really long span. So the camping gear, he had fragments of a sleeping cushion, a brown sleeping bag, a green pillow, black Jansport backpack, 
all this stuff sounds pretty normal stuff to take with him, you know? And, but what makes me think he was planning to be out there for a while is that he brought those, that butane stove with the two cans of fuel. Like that sounds mm-hmm. like he's going to be there for a while. Plus that sweet water filtration system, a tent repair kit, and those two green military, military style canteens. Yeah. I mean, it makes you think that the, he was planning to be there for a while. Yeah, it does. It does. He brought foam earplugs, a compass, aluminum cooking pot, spoon, the National Geographic maps, a bell. Yeah, those are, I didn't realize about those, but those, I mean, they're of the area that he's supposed to be in. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously he was planning to do this for a while. And Mm -hmm. what else did he bring? Butane lighters, binoculars, drinking cups, pepper spray. And and, duct tape. And duct tape. Yeah. So this seems overly prepared, like this wasn't his first time camping or like he wasn't alone because he had two drinking cups and three canteens. See, that's the thing. Like, I, it does seem like he went alone almost until you get to the two canteens or sorry, and the, the two cups and the three canteens. Right. So yeah. there's more stuff to maybe think that he was planning on meeting up with somebody or maybe he was with somebody the whole time. We'll we'll get farther into that. But there's been speculation that there was two sleeping bags. Oh. Because the sleeping bag that he was reported to be found in was a Slumberjack brand sleeping bag, which is a Colorado company. But then I've also seen pictures and there's been a lot of speculation online about a sleeping bag cover that's labeled Perth, Australia, standard long. Hmm. Which leads a lot of people to believe that he was from Australia. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, or that there was two sleeping bags and one had that Perth Australia cover on it and the other one was a Slumberjack sleeping bag. But it's not really clear. And just because his the sleeping bag said Perth Australia doesn't mean he's from Australia. Right, of course. But that I mean, is, I mean, it's good a guess as anything. Yeah, I guess so. I mean. Yeah. We don't know where else he's from. Yeah. But with as prepared as this guy was with all this camping gear and everything, there are a lot of things missing from this extensive list of survival gear for somebody who brought all this stuff. He had no knife, which is like thing number one you bring camping. Yeah. I mean, that's actually really significant. Yeah. He also had foam earplugs, but no gun. So what do you need soft ears for if you don't have a gun? I I mean, I want to say because it's out in nature and he wants to plug his ears, but from what? You know, like if you're going out into nature, you generally want to hear nature. So Well, and then some people are like, well, maybe he was a light sleeper and so all the noises at night, you know, he had to put earplugs in. But it's like you, if that's true, that guy had balls of steel because could you sleep in a tent in the middle of the forest? And not hear what's coming up on you? Like, no way. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. That's for sure. No way. I'd be freaking out the whole time. <laughs> yeah, most people want to know what's out around them, not blocking any kind of, you know, semblance of sound coming up on them. But yeah. But he also had no fishing pole, no food, no flashlight or lantern, no first aid kit. Like, those are all really, I mean, if you're bringing, you know, water filtration kits and tent repair kits and compasses and cooking pots and all that stuff like how are you even going to get food if you didn't bring a fishing pole or a gun or a knife like well or food we don't know i mean maybe he did bring a gun and he did try shooting animals and once the gun was kind of out of ammo he left it you know i'm not saying that's what happened but you know 
he could have eaten all the food he brought too. So it makes sense to me that there's no food or water around. Yeah, but no flashlight or lantern, no first aid kit. All right. Now you got me stumped. I know. It's just just some of the stuff that you would think he would have brought, like being as prepared as he was, there was some real basic camping stuff that seems like it's missing to me. But Yeah. I don't yeah, know. No, Maybe I, I right. over prepare for camping also, but I'm sure with more info or pictures, we could determine how old some of these items were based on when they were manufactured or when the maps were printed or the model of the butane stove, but we don't have pictures of everything. There's only pictures of some things on NamUs and that the police have released. Well, so let's move on to the cash. Why did he have cash and how much cash did he have? He had $620, six $100 bills, a 10, a five, and five ones. That's a lot of money to bring Mm -hmm. camping, you know, like that, Mm -hmm. unless he just cashed a check or something. Mm -hmm. and maybe he bought some of those supplies with him, so maybe that's why he had it on him, but... Maybe. Were there any dates or anything on the money? Yeah, the most recent date on the bills was 1999. So that doesn't help. It's still one to five years PMI, because from the autopsy, they've already determined he could have been up there as long as five years or as little as one year, and the money in his pocket is five years old. So what I think is really interesting about this, I mean, he brought a ton of money too, but mm-hmm. you know, that 20 though was in change. It was in yeah. it was a 10, two fives and five ones. So no, it was a 10, one, five and five ones. What'd I say? Two fives. Oh yeah. That's the one she's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I get what you mean. It, it feels yeah. on purpose. Like it, it totally feels does. like I mean, he asked somebody for change for a 20. Yeah. It sounds like he was having a garage sale. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he needed to take public transportation and needed <laughs> yeah. smaller bills yeah. or, you know, something. Yeah. That that is bizarre. Mhm. So the money doesn't help narrow anything down either. Is the point of that. Right. But what about the personal items? Like he had a blue hairbrush. He had fingernail clippers, tweezers. We should be able to get DNA off of all of that stuff if they were used. Right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, like we said, I'm sure they have his DNA. They have his bones, for Christ's sake. Right. But he took a package of razor blades, too. But doesn't that seem odd to take? I mean, for camping, this sounds like he has enough for camping for maybe three days. But doesn't it seem weird to take razor blades with you camping? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless you were planning on being up there for a really long time, and maybe he was one of those people that couldn't stand facial hair, well, you know? Yeah, I guess. But. He must have been planning to be up there for a while, though, because not only the razor blades, but those packs of camels that he had, too. You said he had 20 packs of camel unfiltered cigarettes. Like, nobody's smoking 20 packs in two or three days, right? No, but if you were a heavy smoker, I mean, a heavy smoker could smoke two packs a day or three packs a day. But just say, I mean, that's probably quite a few days worth of cigarettes, I would I would say. Or even a couple of weeks if you're not a heavy smoker. How many packs come in a carton? Ten. So it was two cartons of cigarettes. Yeah. Okay. So if he was planning on being up there for ten days or something, if he was a heavy smoker, maybe that's why. But yeah, it does seem he doesn't have enough supplies for ten days. Although I mean, he doesn't have enough water, but he does have a water filtration pack. So Mm -hmm. okay, kind of makes sense. But there's been back and forth too on that Tylenol bottle if it was there or if it wasn't too right. Mm-hmm. 
I've heard that there was an empty Tylenol bottle, and then I've heard that that's a rumor, so... Right, that's kind of what I heard, too. I'm not... I think that plays into more of the theory that he may have committed suicide up there by taking a bunch of Tylenol, but at this point, there's no way to determine that, so... Yeah. Yeah, but the more I think about it, the more I think he was planning to be up there for a while, though, because why else would he bring a 4-in-1, like, that Radio Shack electronic chess slash checker game, and then that pocket-sized game of Battleship? Like, it seems like he was planning to need to be busy. Yeah. Well, the other thing, that's another thing that points to multiple people, like, that he may have had a camping partner with him because Battleship is a two-person game. You can't play Battleship with yourself. You know where the fucking boats are. No, but you can play against the computer, so that doesn't seem obvious to me. That seems like whatever. You think so? Absolutely. You could totally play, especially then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You could play Battleship against yourself on one of those little handheld devices. Okay. Maybe. But you're right. This does feel overly prepared But again, there's major items missing. Like this guy brought hairbrushes and fingernail clippers and razor blades and tweezers, but no toothbrush. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. And like you said, I mean, 20 packs of cigarettes sounds like a lot, but... Yeah, that does sound like a lot. But I have also never heard that there was any open packs found. Like, they just say 20 packs of Camel Crush... Or they just say 20 packs of Camel (laughs) Unfiltered Cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it just flows so Damn, e- that was so effortlessly. Yeah, that just flows so effortlessly. Yeah, so it's, I don't know. That seems interesting to me. Like, they'd never mentioned if there was an open pack or butts around or anything like that. Yeah, that's a good point. Those electronic games, though, those are really interesting to me. So do we know much about that 4-in-1 chess checkers yes. game from Radio Shack? Yes, It was manufactured by a company called Tandy in 1999, and they sold for $69.99 at Radio Shack. So still no help in narrowing down the time frame. I mean, the only thing that this does is that everything points to 1999 so far. Like, But it could be any time after that also. Yeah, no, you're definitely right. And that's really expensive to play some boring games, by the way. Yeah, $70? I was like, Jesus. Yeah, we get most of those things for free now. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is like 99 to 2004, whatever this time frame is, it's like he spent $70 on a chess checkers electronic game, but he had no cell phone. So this leads me to think he's an older guy too, because if you remember, it took a lot for people to get all on board with cell phones. Like obviously, young kids were like, yeah, this is great, but it did take older people a while to get on the cell phone train. So yeah, my grandpa's kind still of barely to... on it. <laughs> yeah. Your grandpa turns it on. No, what does he do? He turns it on when he leaves somewhere and then turns it off again. Like he doesn't get it. It's just supposed to be on all the time. Oh no. He it's off all the time. He turns it on if he needs to call somebody. And the uh, only time he ever is. calls anybody is when he's on the way to my house and he stops in Barstow or at one of the rest stops or something to go to the bathroom. He'll call me from the rest stop to tell me where he is. Oh, well, that's nice of him. And then he's getting back on the road. (laughs) (laughs) And then he turns it right back off and puts it in his center console. (laughs) So if you need to get him, he won't be reachable. (laughs) Nope. But the point is, is that he can reach people. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But let's, let's talk about that green notebook with the drawings on the front. 
there were notes inside of it kind of depicting what was going on. He, you know, writes in there what's happening. Yeah. So there are zillions of people on Web Sleuths and Reddit and all over the internet that have spent years trying to decipher what's written inside this notebook. And God bless them. Because there's a couple lines that are legible, but the rest is so water damaged that it's nonsense. Yeah, I saw and, it. It's, I mean, they're almost brown. Yeah. And especially with like the low resolution photos that the police have released, it's like, I saw a post from a guy on WebSleuth that's like, I've been staring at this one word for three months trying to figure out what it is. I'm like, are oh you gosh. shitting me? I look at this for like 10 minutes and I'm like, well, that's not going to help us. Oh. Well. You guys are both better than me. You guys give it 10 minutes or three months. I'd be over it after like 10 seconds. I'd be like, I don't know. And yeah. On to, the, well, on to the next thing. Well, the main reason that people obsess over this is because inside there is a letter to somebody, like you said, and people think there's a lot of clues in this letter to finding out who he is or maybe what had happened to him. So the gist of the letter seems to be talking about claiming his body and what to do with it. Yeah. He starts knowing that he's kind of going downhill. So that's, it doesn't seem like a suit, although it could be. Yeah. So the green cover has a heart drawn on it. And inside the heart, there's three hand-drawn figures. One is a cat or maybe a fox, some sort Mm -hmm. of animal. The guy was not Vincent Van Gogh. You know, these are very... (laughs) scratchy figures right another one is what looks like a stick figure with a dress on to me but other people have speculated that it looks like maybe a bell which also makes sense and the third one is anyone's guess i have no idea what it is so if you want to see what we're talking about go to our instagram at from crime to crime and check out the pics and let us know if you guys can figure out what is on these things or what's being drawn because nobody else can tell yeah So the mostly legible first page of the notebook says, Dear Lib, I should write in case my situation here doesn't improve. This may be the end of my journey. Would like for you to claim the body. No service or something ceremony. Then the rest is wet and not legible, but some people say that they can make out the word flavor or favor, but then other people are convinced that it says saved. So, hmm. okay. who the hell knows? And who's Lib? I mean, could it be short for Libby? And that could be a first name, or it could be a last name. Maybe this guy was a military man. Around, I mean, mm-hmm. he sounds like he's a, probably around the age of, you know, having gone to Vietnam. So, mm-hmm. maybe he's writing to an old war buddy. I mean, it's yeah. probably far. that is probably far-fetched, but it, it's not out of the question. Right. And Lib is also a very common nickname for Elizabeth in Australia. Oh, I didn't know that. Right, which is another reason why a lot of people think that he could be from Australia. But this word favor or flavor, whatever people think it is, if it's not saved and it's flavor, he spelled it the American way, not the Australian way. Because spelling Mm. it F-L-A-V-O-R is the American spelling and F-L-A-V-O-U-R is the Australian spelling. That's a really... Interesting piece that people are are going off of. I I never would have even thought about that. Oh, there's 247 pages on Web Sleuths about this notebook. And just so everyone knows, I was with Erica when we checked uh, Reddit for this, and it's official. Erica hates Reddit. I hate it. I just don't get it. It's so all over the place. 
Yeah. I, Grant tried so hard. He's like, you're going to love it. Reddit people are your people. I'm like, well, they must be smarter than me because I can't figure it out. I think I figured out what it is. I do think they're your, they're your people. However, I don't think they're as detail oriented as you are. And that was just going to drive you crazy. I didn't think of that. So yeah, it's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. But totally. these people, why they're your people is because they obsess about this and they deep dive into all this kind of stuff like you, except you do it much more systematically. Right. These people don't. <laughs> they yeah. just go for it. They, just, they just know that it's on the internet. Yeah. And they just spit it out. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Web Sleuth is a little bit more organized. Like it goes in chronological order and there's like one thing per topic, you know? Right. Like on Reddit, there's like a hundred things that are all the same thing but there's like three comments on this one and nine on this one and 12 it's like can we put them all together no doesn't work that way (laughs) we streamline this i get what you mean yeah so page two of this notebook is worse than page one it starts out third choice take them up in a glider i promise not to get sick on you this time and then the rest is wet and illegible you think he's talking about his ashes i do i think he's kind of making a joke yeah But the one thing that I've noticed is where he says, I promise not to get sick on you this time, that this time is wet. And so people have speculated that it could possibly not say this time. It could say something else. But if it does say this time, it kind of means he's been in a glider with Lib before and threw up on her or him. Right. Or him. (laughs) Like That is kind of a clue. But maybe he didn't mean get sick on you, physically throw up on you. Maybe he meant get sick. Like, sorry, I got sick on you. You know, like he did throw up or didn't feel very well, but maybe it wasn't on her. Well, I understand. But I'm just saying that means that that insinuates that they've been in a glider together before. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, and he's kind of has good spirits. He's making jokes. Have we checked the glider records from around the world in like this time frame? Oh, yeah, because I'm sure there's glider records. <laughs> hey. Do you know that no half the missing turn. people in this country aren't even in NamUs, and you think they have records for gliders? I think glider companies have records for gliders, sure. Okay, well, we'll put you on the case, Grant. <laughs> I guarantee it won't get solved. No kidding. So, page three is even worse <laughs> than page two or one. It says something like far or car on the... And then a bunch of illegible words. People think that it says it looks like east. So far or car on the east. Would you Mm. call her and have it sent to you because I want it to something where and then the rest is wet. So just judging by the sentence, it seems like it should say because I want it to be where my ashes are or where I am or where you bury me. or Or possibly he's giving directions to where his car is left. And he wants it sent back to her, wherever that would be here or Australia or, you know, anything like that. Because we don't know where the car is, correct? Like we Oh, never shit. Found... I never even thought of that. Yeah, I know. I told you I'd solve it. Oh, I never thought. Well, I thought about the car thing. Like, why don't we have records of abandoned cars in the area from the last five years? And just like the glider companies, the tow companies are like, you think we save that? But... <laughs> <laughs> right. But I never thought about telling her where his car is so that she could go get his car. I never thought of that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I solved it. Well, I mean, you still didn't solve it, but that's a good thought. Thanks. Yeah. To to being a web sleuth. Yeah. So you're still a Redditor at the moment. (laughs) Yeah, definitely a Redditor. (laughs) You're still all over the place. (laughs) So... (laughs) 
So this notebook is huge, but it but I absolutely cannot stare at it. Like I see every word that every crackpot in the internet is like, oh, it says blue garbage. And I'm like, yep, totally it does. And then the next person's like, no, obviously, obviously it says November rain. I'm like, yeah, it says that too. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Like I, you can't. Yeah. Like every time somebody like suggests something that it says, I'm like, that's exactly what it says. But I don't know. So do you think this is going to be the key to like solving the case? I don't think so. I a lot of people do and they spend a lot of time on this notebook. I really don't because I think this note is more like a hey when they find me please claim my body and do this with my ashes. But right. they didn't find him in nearly enough time to recognize him or even for this note to survive to figure out who Lib is and obviously Lib didn't come looking for him. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting too. Yeah, so I really don't think this note is going to be the key to finding him, especially at this point, because now it's been 18 years. (laughs) So who knows? I mean, maybe Liv isn't, uh, maybe Liv was camping with him and she went to go get help and didn't make it out either. And they never found her body. Mm, Oh, that's, that's interesting. Maybe his back was just, he was just in too much pain to hike down. Yeah, like maybe he, he, his back hurt or maybe he even got hurt like had a heart attack or something happened. Obviously he didn't have any broken bones or they would have said that, but maybe something happened and he couldn't hike out of there and somebody went to go get help and that person didn't make it out either. That could be just, and the reason I thought about that is because like the way that his bones were degenerating, like Mm -hmm. maybe he was just in so much pain. He just could not get up. Yeah. Or the weather turned bad. And he got stuck yeah. there for a while. I mean, it could. Yeah. There's there's quite a few theories, but I, like you said, I don't think it's going to be the note that solves this. I'm positive it's going to be DNA. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. Yeah, it's going to be DNA. I mean, and it's probably going to be the DNA Doe Project at some point. When <laughs> is this one of the cases that they're working on? Not that I've seen. I haven't seen it on their pending list. Yeah. But when the Colorado authorities go, okay, we've had it for 18 years and we haven't solved it, maybe you guys can have it for 18 minutes, then the DNA Doe Project will solve it. But Well, maybe uh, the Colorado authorities will give up the uh, JonBenet Ramsey uh, DNA too and let <laughs> yeah. NVAC solve it. Yeah. So like you said, the theories are pretty much, it was suicide, a terminal illness, or he went hiking and got hurt and couldn't make it out, or he was hiking with another person and they've never found the partner. And they all make sense. And it's not like, you know, yeah. sometimes we do these things and it's like, eh, that's a theory, but it's probably not reality. But right. in this one, all of them could be the right one. The only one that doesn't really make sense to me, though, is the terminal illness one that people say, like, well, maybe he sure. knew he was dying. And so he went up there to spend his last time. But if he was that sick where he was terminal and at the end of his life, how did he carry all this shit up to that remote area that he was in? Well, I mean, I think that in suicide would be hand in hand then. I think if he did have that terminal illness, he would go up there still strong enough to do it and take oh, his Oh, I see life. what you're so, saying. Yeah. I see. What you're so I think yeah, they go hand in hand. He didn't wait for the illness to take Right. Him. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe yeah. he found out he had cancer, you know, and it was just like, mm-hmm. nope, <laughs> going out my way, which yeah. you know. I think those two walk hand in hand, but Yeah. 
the hiking in a pair walks hand in hand with the degenerative disorder and the Does, arthritis yeah. in his back because a lot of people think that he would have been in so much pain there was no way he could have carried all that by himself. But, you know, have you met mountain people? <laughs> because I've yeah. these outdoorsy people, I'm what you would not call outdoorsy. But, I mean, we go camping and stuff, but, like, I... Not in a fucking tent. In a trailer. Yeah, I'm like, not in a tent, no way. Which bothers my husband so much that I made him buy us a motorhome. I know. He's like, this isn't camping. I'm like, certainly it is. I'm like, we have to bring our own water. Matt, you can sleep outside. You can sleep outside, Matt. I'll stay inside. Yeah. But these outdoorsy people, like, just even think about, like, my dad. If he had, like, arthritis in his back or a degenerate, like, he wouldn't give a shit. He'd be hiking 20 miles a day. He'd be like, yeah, hiking makes your back feel better. You know, yep. like, like some people are just like that, you know. He's not wrong either. Yeah, no, I, that's what I'm saying. Some people are just like that. So I'm not convinced that he couldn't get all this stuff up there by himself. I think if you're determined enough, you're going to do it. Well, especially if he started out early. Like, I feel like maybe his back was really bad. So he started off early and then it just got worse and, you know, maybe worse than he even expected it to. And it just kind of broke down. Mm-hmm. Could be. So... There is one tentative match for this John Doe that I've seen all over Web Sleuths and Oh. I've and never in heard that. 87 different places on Reddit, you know, cuz it's all over. That's a good year to be born. Yeah, there's a guy named Mark Allen Husk. He kind of matches a lot of the descriptions of this John Doe and he was known to be an avid hiker and outdoorsman and all that stuff and he had gone missing in 2003. Okay. Okay. So it, I mean, it's been presented by the internet sleuths of the world. And there's a guy on Web Sleuths that got a response back from the Colorado investigator on this case saying, Oh, what? I hadn't heard about this. Yeah. And they said that they were getting DNA samples from Mark Huss' family to confirm or exclude him. And that was the last we've heard. So. It hasn't been confirmed or excluded. And when when did this come out? When was this theory presented? It was like two years ago. That's why I think like maybe it oh. wasn't him. Yeah, and they just I would think if it was forgot to tell the world. Yeah, maybe they forgot <laughs> but, to get the DNA. Well, there's that too because that's the other thing is that you know John Doe cases that nobody's looking for these people, nobody's pounding on these investigators' doors, like not saying anything bad about them, but it goes to the bottom of the list. You know, they have active cases that they're working on where people are like, hey, get this solved, you know? Totally. So some of these older cold cases, they kind of get put to the bottom of the list. And being that it's a John Doe, there's no family calling that investigator every day going, hey, where's the DNA? Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So. Good point. So there is one way to solve this case, though, and that is? Don't forget to upload your DNA to GEDmatch. See, there you go. And what happens if you do donate or download your DNA to Jed Match and tell us? Um, you could win a mug, a coffee mug. See? Man, we're doing the Lord's work, huh? <laughs> I don't know about that. But wow. our goal is to get five people a week. And if everybody did that, we would solve every John and Jane Doe case. Like if every person got five people they know to upload their DNA to Jed Match, DNA Doe Project would solve everything. There's no doubt that they would, honestly. After yeah. that, what I learned this weekend and watching those people do what they do, 100% they'll figure it out. So Yeah, seeing how little 
I mean, it's a lot of work for them, but like seeing how much, how little time relation, well, like relation you have to have to somebody to match, you know, like they could have somebody generations back and they solve it in hours. Like they build what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Time. Like they build multiple family trees, go back to the most recent common ancestor and then build down from there. And then they're like, okay, it's probably one of these two people. And then they figure it out. And it's like, (gasps) like I have been on ancestry for like 12 years and I have my mom and dad in there because I put them in there. (laughs) Like, I don't, do you know how much hard that is to navigate? And they do it in like hours. Well, and I think people forget, too, this is how the Golden State Killer was found. You know, they knew what eye color he had and were able to kind of go down a family tree until they got to him. And I think what is five siblings or something like that. And he was the only one with blue eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, because it could have been him or his brother or whatever, but he was the only one with blue eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a 45 year old unsolved mystery that was literally solved. I think they said in eight hours, if I remember correctly. Yep. Unreal. So it is unreal. So don't forget to change your Amazon smile to DNA Dough Project. Because you'll get a free mug from us when you don't upload your DNA to GEDmatch. And if anybody has any questions about what GEDmatch is or how to upload your DNA or any of that stuff, please, please, please feel free to email us or message us on Instagram. Obviously, I'd be more than happy to explain it to you. And obviously, she'd be the one responding to you, too. So, yeah. Yeah. So, just so you're aware, I will let her know that you reached out, though. So, she'll get back to you ASAP. That's true. Well, this was a great case. I really like this one. I know it can get solved. So, let's make it our mission. Let's solve this one together. All right, buddy. Love you. I love you. Love you, too. Love you, too. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Ha ha ha.